hit me. From Studio P, Sausalito, home of the hit, it's time for... Suck-a-tack. The number one comedy podcast, podcasting about comedy... Podcast. And here's your host, internationally recognized comedy podcast podcaster, Mark Hershaw. Ah, yes, welcome back to Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast, and I'm your podcast podcaster, Mark Hershon. Uh, it's been a while since we've been back. This is Epi 14, so apologies for the delay. We had holidays and technical glitches, and but we're back in Studio P, the home of the hit in Sausalito, and uh, back with producer-engineer Joe Polino. Uh, we've got a whole rack of podcast clips for you today from uh, around the globe, actually. We're not just U.S.-centric, so uh, we'll be hearing from some folks overseas. And um, let's get started. You know, in addition to doing Succotash, I think I may have mentioned this on an earlier episode, I'm now also reviewing uh, comedy podcasts, specifically as a part of a team over on SplitCider.com. We've been enlisted by Jesse Fox in his This Week in Comedy Podcasts column. So uh, myself, along with uh, four or five other uh, erstwhile uh, people interested in podcasting, are reviewing some of the uh, the brighter lights in comedy podcasting. So check that out. And uh, here, of course, at Succotash, it's not really about the best as it is about the rest. So uh, you're going to hear, as usual, some things that are pretty great, some things that are pretty good, and some that are, well, let's just say they are indeed podcasts. Uh, Of course, you can download pretty much every podcast we play on iTunes, but I'll also tell you about where the home sites are so you can go find out more about the podcasts themselves. So let's get started. This is a, a new podcast, and I wanted to put it up front because it's uh, it's based in improvisational comedy, and so am I. That's really where I uh, have paid my or gotten my Im- my comedy bones the last thirty years. I've been teaching improv and performing improv, and uh, this is a show by uh, Matt Besser, who is one of the founding members of UCB, the Upright Citizens Brigade. They run a theater in Los Angeles that's very popular, uh, both sketch and improv. And Matt is probably one of the better uh, improvisers to come along in quite a while and uh, runs with the best of them. This is uh, his new podcast called Improv for Humans. And uh, there's only been a couple of episodes so far. And what they do is they get their suggestions via Twitter and they turn them into long form improv bits. Uh, just like you would do on stage, except these are strictly audio. Uh, so in this episode, Matt is joined by Chad Carter and Sean Conroy, another couple of great improvisers from Los Angeles. And uh, let's give a listen to a bit of Improv for Humans. Here is your one-word suggestion from Twitter. Got Masquerade or Budapest? You guys ever All right, been? Masquerade. I kind of hate Halloween. I do hate Halloween. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know if you guys share this, but I... I, I I, I, it stresses me out and it pisses me off that people make such a big deal about dressing up and acting like that character for a night. I don't know why. <laughs> I was like, even if it's of, the Green Lantern. E- well, no, that's. I mean, if it's if it's for promotional pur- purposes, that's totally cool. Do you think it's because you have an outlet to dress up and act crazy I, all year round? I think now, yeah, now I have. I've given myself permission to have Halloween all year round, but when I was a kid i went to, in third grade i went to somebody's party and i think like the ultimate like lame costume you can do is to be a hobo because it's <laughs> That's just what you do when you're a kid you just put on yeah you just put on your dad's oversized so clothes. you were already being incredibly judgmental in third grade no i i i was i was the, oh, hobo. You were the hobo i showed up at the party <laughs> and i i couldn't believe how many people were like Fuck you. Yeah, costume. <laughs> Did you have an eyeshadow beard, though? Yeah. Okay, good. I had all this stuff. I and all a hobo is, is just a homeless person on a train. Yeah, it's just... So you're just basically dressing up as someone at the worst point in their life. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. if I if I had been, like, a really funny, savvy third grader, I would have been like, oh, I'm suicidal or something. Somebody <laughs> had the nadir of their life. But I just remember that, like, really freaked me out. And then my, my friend Bo... His his mom was an artist, so she made always made him amazing costumes, and she made him a Darth Vader costume. Wow! When Star Wars came out. And How it do was, you make a Darth Vader head? She made it out of cardboard and and no. painted it black, and it had all the articulation, like all the little details, and she, wow. she had push pins for the little things that stuck out. And everybody was like, "Oh my god!" 
Mike Babbitt went crazy over his costume and stuff. And right guys, in don't and you there. see the hobo over here? <laughs> hey, guys, I'm a discarded piece of society. <laughs> this Why don't you celebrate This is me? called a bindle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I'm on my last, my last dime. Anybody care? All right. Historically. I'll show you my secret chalk drawings. Oh, <laughs> look what we have here. Some trick-or-treaters. Trick-or-treat. Hi. Okay, we have candy, but first you got to tell me what you are. Okay, I'm I'm my own superhero that I made up. He's called Oh, that's clever. Captain Amazing Always. Guy. Okay. <laughs> and, he has a long name. Yeah, I kind of What's your costume there? It's a towel and it's uh letters uh Captain Amazing. C A A. My dad's an agent at CAA, so I actually just took his t-shirt from like a thing and put it on. That's uh, what this, the captain. Looks like you just stepped out of the shower basically. Yeah, well n- no. Yeah. Yeah, I was fighting dirt. <laughs> Can, um, candy, please. Huh? All right. Thanks. Thanks. I'm glad it's only fun size. And what are you? Isn't it obvious? Mm, yeah, but I tell mean, me. I'm wearing a wrinkled suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm carrying an empty briefcase that Oh, I... you're, you're Clark Kent? Are you about to turn into Superman? No. no. I'm carrying an empty briefcase. I'm not even sure why at this point. Are you one of the X-Men? No. I mean, one of uh, the men in black? I'm a businessman who yeah. just got laid off and diagnosed with cancer. Okay. okay. Is this based on anything? Show, show, show them how you're going to freak out later. Oh, yeah. Late. Is this based on a movie or something I've missed? Like, I throw the briefcase in a random direction, then I just fall to my knees in a mass transit terminal and start crying. Yeah. It's based on his father. Yeah. Oh. Last year, I was a hobo. No, that was stupid. You were stupid last year. Sounds like the character you're doing now might be a hobo next year. Yeah, maybe this it's part of a series. This is first day as a hobo, I yeah. think, could be. Yeah, pre-hobo, yes. right? Probo. All right, so that's uh, Improv for Humans. Matt Besser, you can catch that over on Earwolf.com. That is its home, uh, or on iTunes. And uh, what I like about it is, I mean, it's really sort of pure long-form improv. On stage, you would be walking around sort of bringing up premises and whatnot, and then you turn that into characters. Here it's a conversation that then becomes these characters in an audio scene, which is pretty cool, actually. Well, I love the title of the next podcast uh, because it's so damn random. It's Skeletor's Mouthpiece. Uh, it's out of uh, Hurt Hertfordshire, Hurt Hertfordshire, Hertfordshire, England. Yeah, that sounds like something from Lord of the Rings. Like, uh, <laughs> like yeah, they're they're homesick. Anyway, this is a Scratcher and Roberts, and uh, they promo this as two guys trying to make a podcast, just seeing what comes out. The past two episodes, the hosts Scratcher and Roberts have been joined by guest Luke McFadden, and their language. Again, they're from they're from Britain, so their language might be a little hard for the American ear to catch hold of. Uh, but it's definitely the British version of just guys sitting around talking about a variety of topics, like we often have on the United States versions of podcasts, just like it. Of course, because they've got the British accent, they sound a little bit more intelligent than our guys here in the States. Uh, In this clip, one of the hosts, Scratcher, uh, got a letter about speeding through a local village and he decides to respond in kind. Got a letter through the post from the police. Basically, I haven't got the the letter with me, but the letter essentially says, um, you were caught speeding by some concerned citizens. Speeding's dangerous. Don't do it anymore. Hopefully you'll heed our warning and learn your lesson. Uh, that really pissed me off. That would piss me off. Because well. what a waste of resources, you know? Like, it's on lovely watermark paper. Um, <laughs> like, which is really important. It's beautiful. It's lovely paper, which I appreciate because it's, you know, that gives you respect for your police force. But what a waste. Because oh, they have nice paper. Mm. Don't worry about what they actually do as police officers. As long as everything mm. they write is on nice paper, they're all right. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Very, very well, if you're, logical if you're argument. Only- corresponding with the police mm. via the post, then it's important to have that. Otherwise, any old knobhead could be sending you a letter saying, I'm a copper. You know? I don't think a watermark is necessary, though, is it? No, it's not. You're right. And it's a waste of money. Quite. <laughs> and so, anyway, <laughs> I got furious about this letter, because I'm like, what the, who the fuck are these people clocking me and 
writing to the police and then they're writing to me. So I wrote the police a letter <laughs> uh, <laughs> expressing my uh, dismay. Would you like to hear it? I'd love to. I'll beep out the policeman's name. Uh, Dear PC Nick Musto. Just a venom. Yes. Thank you for your lovely watermarked letter, which I have received in the post this weekend. You can imagine my delight to discover where a chunk of my tax money goes. <laughs> the paper on which you have printed this letter, which has no reference number, is delightful. It really brightened my day to see such well-presented stationery. What faith, I ask you, can any citizen have in their law enforcement agency if they pinch pennies on the stationery costs? I do hope that the envelope you sealed it in tastes of something delicious. Strawberries <laughs> or scampi fries, perhaps. <laughs> but not both. But not, no, no, that'd be horrible, wouldn't it? Strawberry fries. Ugh. This well-presented slap on the wrist I've received must be where the reassurance part of your motto, safety, justice and reassurance, comes from. The letter is dated the 9th of the 9th, 2011, and refers to an alleged traffic offence on the 1st of the 9th, 2011, by a vehicle bearing the registration mark BEEP. It's my vehicle. Uh, didn't want people to know what my vehicle is so they can throw things at me. Uh, Fair enough. The alleged offence happened along the high street in Barkway. I recall this incident vividly. I was reducing my speed from the national speed limit down to 30 miles per hour and was clocked at 49 miles an hour by a concerned resident of Barkway clutching a speed measuring gun. And by concerned, I mean someone with nothing better to do. <laughs> This concerned resident came bursting forth from a picnic he was having with other concerned citizens, uh, with speed gun and open bottle of beer in hand, to hastily scrabble at the controls of the gun to clock my decreasing speed. I have no evidence to back up my claim that the concerned resident was holding an open beer, it may have been neat vodka, or that he was leaving an antisocial picnic, just as you have supplied no evidence that this concerned resident has received formal training in the use of the gun, <laughs> provided no calibration certificates for the speed gun, or even a photo of my vehicle committing the offence. But I feel that my word in this matter will be enough to justify you printing another letter to warn this concerned resident over his drinking habits and general behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> I found myself being concerned since receiving this letter and urge you to use some of your valuable letter printing time to pay this man a visit and chastise him accordingly. I also have no evidence to suggest, to suggest that I saw him pedoing up some little kids. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. But a letter warning him and his friends of his abhorrent behaviour should also be sent. <laughs> Shitting hell. I do not accept the speed gun results of a bunch of retired middle-class fair-weather crime fighters. I've driven this stretch of road for three years and I've yet to see these concerned citizens out on the street measuring the speeds of drivers on a cold January morning or a rainy November afternoon. They only seem concerned about the speed when the sun is shining and they have a case of booze, packed lunch and a child to molest. <laughs> if, if these citizens are so concerned and possess such an abundance of spare time, then perhaps they should sign up as community support officers and stop being dicks. <laughs> Yours sincerely, Dan Scratcher. <laughs> All right, I love those guys, actually. Skeletor's Mouthpiece. Well worth listening to. You can find them at Skeletor's Mouthpiece dot blogspot.com also on iTunes I would like to take the opportunity to see if we can get uh, Joe Polino our producer and engineer to come into the studio for a moment uh, to chat about something uh, hello Joe hey Mark how are you all right it's good to see you good to see you you know if I could tell anything to our friends uh, out there listening in podcast land uh, back up your data uh, <laughs> it, yes. now it can be told i um you know i had some friends over a few weeks ago we were recording some things and uh my drive kept stalling out and uh all of a sudden it was making this horrible grinding sound and uh kind of like that yeah. and uh i've made that noise myself and never good uh, never good, never good. But I took it to Drive Savers, and I guess the good news is I don't have to pay Drive Savers twenty seven hundred dollars to recover my data because Neither? it had been ground into dust. Nice. Uh, but, oh man, I am sorry. You know pal. that 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 uh, ideally, you know, we learn from our mistakes. But uh, one drive that uh, thankfully was not destroyed was the drive that had uh, all the master tracks to my new CD. Your new CD? Yes, that's right. What is your new CD? Well, it, it's called Inhale Slowly. And uh, no, it's not a drug reference. Uh, <laughs> it could be. It could be, and, and one might perceive it that way. But we were, intel uh, we were, sort of 
uh, using that as a reference to what people do when they do guided meditations. They, oh, nice. they, they all begin with, uh, you know, relaxing yourself and inhaling slowly. And, um, you know, whatever you're doing, whether you're doing comedy or, or music or, or being in stressful situations in the world, wherever you have to be on, you know, generally, you know, when sure. you come home, you don't want to be on. And this is good music for when you want to be off. Uh, it's, uh, and I'll tell you, I actually, you're hearing some of that music behind us right now. Yeah. But I will tell you, um, I was, uh, I got a, a copy of, of the CD. And uh, I actually use this CD when I'm actually doing my real day, day job work. Because ah. uh, I'm in the business of creating brand names. Yes. I think it's been mentioned once or twice, but uh, uh, I cannot do that work when I'm listening to music that has words in it, because well, I'm literally trying to think of words. We try to think of this music as a secondary point of concentration music. You might do it when you're doing yoga, or if you're meditating, or if you're just having a... We, we used it in the background when we were having Thanksgiving dinner. And oh, it worked nice. Up, when there was quiet in the room, there was this gentle music in the background that... that enjoyed your attention, but didn't demand it. I think it's kind of near, like, if you like Brian Eno's music for airports, you might like this as well. (laughs) And uh, I want to get back to some podcasts, but I would say that if you're interested in hearing what these things sound like, uh, Tim White and Joe Paulino, Inhale Slowly. You can hear more of it and more about it at www.inhaleslowly.com. Fantastic. Joe Paulino. You're a man of many talents. Thanks for having me on uh, your show in my studio. studio. (laughs) All right, Joe Polino, everybody. Let's get back to uh, the podcast magic. This next clip is uh, CB Radio. Uh, Played a clip from this just a couple of eppies ago. Uh, This is Cameron Buckholtz. And I want to play this. I normally don't play uh, uh, podcast clips so close to to each other since I just played him recently. But he's got Brody Stevens on a recent podcast. And uh, Brody Stevens is a, a, a really funny comic based in Los Angeles. And uh, you got to kind of feel for the guy. He uh, had kind of a rush of success and a little of it went to his head and he went a little overboard. And TMZ is a weird thing because People claim they don't want to be on it, they don't watch it, but it is a funny show, yeah. actually, how they edit it. And, and people the, really watch it as well. People so do big, watch you know. it, and not that many people get to do what I got to do, host yeah. the show, like sit be on the cubicle, hold right, the coffee. That, yeah. And um, basically, I did that, and I was kind of like on an emotional high, mm-hmm. and I was talking on Twitter, like, Brody and TMZ, Brody, and I was just on a rampage, yeah, yeah. a positive rampage. Sure, yeah, manic. just uh... And it kind of got out of hand where um, I was freaking out my friends a little bit. Like, Brody, mm-hmm. what's going on with you? But I was, like, in a celebratory mode. I was in a, taking a victory right. lap. I was also off my medication, which we'll save for another podcast. Mm-hmm. But that was – that may have triggered it. I got yeah. sick at the Montreal Comedy Festival. I got strep throat. Mm-hmm. So I missed two days completely. I had to reshoot a reschedule uh, a TV taping Gosh. and another show. So yeah. I wasn't faking this. Right, right. And I saw the doctor, free health care, thank God, saw the doctor, and he said, basically, I have strep throat. So he gave me a pack or antibiotics. Yeah, yeah. He said, you'll feel better in 24 hours, which I did. I went 24 hours with over-the-counter stuff. Mm-hmm. wasn't working. The next 24, I felt better. So I came back on that a Thursday, and I did my shows, but I didn't go back on the Lexapro. I kind of said, I'm mm-hmm. feeling good. My, my physical illness was affecting me more than my mental state. Sure, yeah. So, so I and I just said I got to take these antibiotics. Forget mm-hmm. about Lexapro. And when I had a good show, I felt good. The next day, another good show, feeling good. Then I went back to LA, feeling good. Yeah, yeah, feeling yeah. good. TMZ, feeling good. Comedy Bang Bang at UCB, feeling good. So I was doing all these things, going to a big party with Marilyn Manson and comic uh the uh, the insult comic dog triumph and yeah, yeah. Gary Shandling. So I was like they were feeding kind of riding off. that wave, and yeah. Exactly, riding that wave, which was mostly a victory lap based on Ireland, Montreal, TMZ, Comedy Death Ray, UCB, HBO deal in my back pocket, which I was, mm-hmm. that, that was there too. All these yeah. things factored in, and it was like a perfect storm, and my friends, mostly, were concerned for me, mm-hmm. and... They would be calling me or texting me, Brody, what's going on? What's happening? And I kind of, like, reacted to that and put that on Twitter. And people didn't 
they weren't seeing the texts or the phone calls. Sure, yeah. They're just saying, what's this guy doing? Yeah. Seemed like I was up all night. And I wasn't up all night. I was sleeping like four to five hours. But I was definitely, it was a combination of being on a bender, a mm. comedy bender, feeling good bender. Yeah, yeah. But And being off medication bender. Mm-hmm. It just so, wasn't maintainable. I couldn't maintain it. And yeah. I knew I couldn't. Mm. And I was having run-ins with uh, officers. I did. Yeah. And people. But I was kind of doing it. I was milking it. I was kind of sure, like. Sure, yeah. You're, I mean, people were wondering if it was a bit or not, I think, at the time. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, it was real, but I kind of took it to another level. Yeah, yeah. And I was getting good feedback on Twitter for that mm. kind of sort of thing. So that moment, kind of everything went haywire, and I got thrown into the hospital. Mm. They took me in, and basically the doctor thought I had a manic episode. He didn't yes. think that the Lexapro, me going off that, was a trigger, where I think it was. Yeah. Because I had good things in my career. I mean, I was in the hangover. I sure. was in hangover, too. It's not like I went to Bangkok and flipped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like I flipped out shooting due day with Robert Downey. Oh, I can't do this. Or this is the right. greatest thing ever, Robert mm. Downey Jr., was yeah. fine. So my eyes, it's probably a combination of travel, Lexapro, and maybe me doing a victory lap, and people just weren't used to seeing me confident and positive. That's not right. the Brody mm. they know. So I was saying, victory lap, bender, yeah. it's going to die down. Trust me. Right. Just, will you trust me and yeah, know yeah. in two days, Cameron, mm-hmm. I'm going to I'll yeah, be back. Be and it just never got to that point. Kind of like yeah. ended in a big, here's the cops taking me out of my apartment. Right. And then going to UCLA for 17 days. So at the very end, I got a, at least I got a story to tell. Yeah, well, certainly glad you're uh, you're through it. Glad yeah. to see you're, you're through it and not doing what you do again. I'm through it. The end, it probably makes me a stronger performer, more to talk about. Sure. Maybe people can learn from it also, how to handle a situation like yeah. that. It's not unheard of for comedians to have uh, some some kind of breakdown. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a very uh, stressful way of life, and could be uh, get crazy. All right, Cameron Buckholtz uh, with Brody Stevens. There, you can find him at uh, CameronBuckholtz.com. Let me spell it for you: C A M E R O N B U C H H O L T Z. No B U C. No, no B U C H Kenny. Uh, Kenny Durgis, our booth assistant. Uh, also, just go to iTunes. Look for CB Radio. Probably easier to get it that way. Next up, we have uh, actually a commercial. It's not a paid commercial. It's not one of our commercials. One of the podcasts we've featured in the past is Ham Radio, hosted by Brett Hamill out of Seattle, I believe. And he has commercials in his podcast, and he sent one along. I had been communicating with him, said, send me another clip, because we've featured Brett before, and this is what he sent. Dreamers, awake! Do you suffer from the melancholy of desolation? Do you wear black on the outside, because black is how you feel on the inside? Do you have cats? Does the fur of your feline consorts find its way under the inky blackness of your garments? I wear black, I have cats, what am I to do? We have a product designed specifically for you. From the lead singer of Bajas and writer of such goth classics as Bella Lugosi's Dead and Cuts You Up. Straight from the crypt of the Godfather of Goth, it's the Peter Murphy Signature Gothic Lit Brush. Dreamers awake, here's a lit brush for you. The Peter Murphy Signature Gothic Lit Brush. Shrooms cat hair from all the other mundane titulus of a tragic existence from your black clothing. Made of sturdy, extrusion-molded plastic, festooned with imitation semi-precious stones, and etched with runes from the ancient ones. The Peter Murphy Signature Gothic Lint Brush is the only high-fashion lint brush made with your unique and poetic sensibilities in mind. The Peter Murphy Signature Gothic Lint Brush works on crinoline, black velvet, crushed velvet, velour, sateen, organdy, angora, cashmere, chiffon, broadcloth, and of course, spandex. The Peter Murphy Signature Gothic Lint Brush will leave your apparel as black as your eternally tortured so, call the number on your screen to order the Peter Murphy Signature Gothic Lint Brush for only $29.99. Call now and we'll throw in a free six-month supply of lint brush refills. Call 1-800-I'M-SO-SAD. And if you act now, you can qualify for a free decorative scabbard for the poet who must travel this blighted wasteland alone, armed with only a lint brush made of imitation leather and monogrammed with the initials of the godfather of goth himself. The decorative scabbard is available for a limited time only. Call now. Call 1-800-I'M-SO-SAD to order. The Peter Murphy Signature Gothic 
Lip Brush for $29.99, and you will receive the six-month supply of lip brush refills and the decorative monogram scabbard for absolutely free. That's 1-800-I-M-S-O-SAD. 1-800-I'm-SO-SAD. Supplies are limited, so call now before it's too late. If you have a coupon and you walk into a restaurant, don't act like you got Willy Wonka's golden fucking ticket. I cannot tell you how excited people are about their fucking coupon. Nobody <laughs> gives a shit. They're like, oh my god, I have a coupon. Great, you win nothing. Congratulations. I hope you feel well, good about yourself. Don't give a shit. Stop acting like it's people the best People are poor thing and they need the discount. Well, I'd be pretty excited about a coupon. Would you really? I don't know. I don't think I was. I got Hardee's coupons the other day and I was really excited. Oh, getting them is one I, thing. I haven't used them. But when you present them, are you like all smiles? Like you just won the fucking lottery and whatnot? I, no. No. You're just like, hey, I have a coupon. And realistically, to a server, a coupon's bad news because they're probably going to tip you off the discounted price and yeah. not the original price. Uh, you would think that. BS. But not where I work. They tip on their oh, original. Oh, that's good. Because, you know, I wait on people with money. So yeah. there you go. There you go. There you go. Congratulations, genius. You're tonight's winner. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner, which is a thing. I swear it's is a thing. It's not a thing. It's a thing. We haven't, I haven't done any research to prove to you, but I swear it's a yeah, thing. Yeah, okay. I will do some research. Uh, we missed an episode last week. We didn't record last week. We didn't, we didn't record an episode last uh, we week. We recorded. Yeah, you, we did. You and your boyfriend. Me and Greg did not record. You know why? Because Greg's fucking lazy. <laughs> he kept We're going. not going to make fun of Greg. No, you don't have to. But he okay. kept going, well, I'll record and we'll record and we'll do it. We'll do it. He's too busy eating we'll cookies. Do it. We'll do it. I, yeah, he's too busy with his fucking cookies and his bullshit. I'm like. Dude, we have to do it. Like, we have a schedule. Every Tuesday, every Thursday. On iTunes, Greg and hates on Stitcher. Me. No, Greg does not hate Drake you. Greg doesn't hate me. Greg does not hate but you. But he thinks that I spend, I take up all your time. He thinks that any any uh, any spare time that I don't have for him, I have it for you. Yeah, like, but well, that's, that's totally not true because Greg and I have opposite schedules. Yeah, and this so, is the like, thing. So, like, when I, I hang out with you in the evenings when he's not here. Yeah, because he's at work. So whenever you call me, he goes, hey, your girlfriend's calling you again. <laughs> or is that your girlfriend? Like, dude, she's not my fucking girlfriend, first totally of all. Totally am your girlfriend. I'm totally gay. <laughs> Been gay for years with this dude. <laughs> I know. Like, and come on. I've known you longer than Greg. Yeah. Have I ever been ungay? <laughs> no. Have, have you ever been have me hanging out Has with Has there like ever a, been a moment when we were like, hey, hey let's not should, be gay together? Yeah, we should make out. Well, I'm like, not gay anyway, but, yeah. you know. Oh, my God. I don't, know, I, I don't know why in my head I thought I'd have to be gay to be your Because you just said, hey, let's not be gay together. Although, <laughs> Quit for being you, queer. Stop being queer. No, don't stop being queer. Please be queer. Well, don't be queer. You don't have to be queer. But if you're queer, it's cool. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Uh, we would also make the worst godparents in the world. We figured <laughs> yeah. that out today. Yeah, we were thinking, we were talking about how like we would be the. I was like, we would be the worst parents ever, and realistically, he and I together would never parent to begin with because no. we're not married. And two, like neither one of us would have a kid. No. So uh, the only way we could think of is us having a kid together was if one of our friends had a kid and died and and put it in our care, which would be the worst friend ever. One because of the fact that they forced this child upon us and two that they should know better that they're the worst parent ever they gave their kid to us yeah and, okay so what are we going to do with this kid and he, he said he was going to sell it <laughs> I did say I was he said he was going to put it on eBay <laughs> and I said I would probably take care of the kid out of guilt out of white guilt out, we of, would do guilt, it out of white guilt but the child would be <laughs> fucked up <laughs> it would be funny yeah it would be in therapy at least I, it would survive. And I would be the most confusing parent because I'd either like swing from being the most strict, like, you can't watch any uh, TV trash is your brain, and then I'd be like, hey, let's watch The Walking Dead, three-year-old. <laughs> yeah, three-year-old. Sit on my lap. We're going to watch some zombies. Yeah, it's I'd be, be awesome. like such an erratic parent. Like, I wouldn't Here, know. smoke drugs with me. Yeah, I, w- <laughs> well, you know, I wouldn't know what to do with this kid. Like, it would either go up on eBay, which I think is probably illegal, human trafficking. Definitely illegal. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't either know. that or I would immediately call an adoption agency and be like, look. Before I fuck this kid up, come get this kid. We could just give it to Greg. Yeah, but then it's got to live in my house. Unless well, unless I move. Like, here's well, this kid, maybe, bye. Maybe you could live next door to Greg and visit him occasionally. That sounds horrible. Or Greg could visit you. That is really inconvenient in my life. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. This child is ruining Let's everything. Let's not do any of this. Uh, that child Dear ruin- friends of the world. Don't, don't give us a baby. <laughs> please don't leave us your, your children. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't leave your child in my care. It's not going to be great. Or my brother's. Don't leave us your kids. Yeah, don't do that. I don't. I don't think my parent, my brothers, would ever do that because my mom's around. And my mom's pretty cool. And yeah, my sister mom. would definitely not leave me. Although, well, no, she. I don't know. Susan, dear Susan, do <laughs> don't not leave, leave me, me your kids. Don't leave me my nephews. I love them to death, but I cannot take care of them. 
All right, that's Plan X Network, and uh, there's not a whole lot to tell you about them. I don't know who those people are on the podcast. Uh, and again, I'm not going to badmouth someone's podcast, but I will badmouth their home site because I'm getting a little tired of trying to play somebody's podcast and I go to try and get information and there's nothing on their site that tells you who these people are. So I'm sorry about that. Uh, that is the Plan X Network. So if you'd uh, like to hear more, go to planxnetwork.com, iTunes. They're also on Stitcher Smart Radio, just like we are. Next is Pool Party Radio with Parker, Arizona and Jason Frisbee. Those may be phony names. I'm not sure. Uh, this is billed as the world's only podcast hosted by two guys who haven't ha been in a short-lived Comedy Central show. Uh, it's sort of one of those freewheeling commentary shows that smacks the news, pop culture, and everything else orbiting both around the room. So in, in this clip, they're talking about movies. I have, a, I have an insider tip that I think uh, Immortals is probably going to bomb to because that looks like the gayest movie ever made. <laughs> not in a bad way. I'm just saying it looks like it appeals more to gay men than anybody else in the world. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of money in that bombing, too. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> but yeah, like it looks like it's only going to get gothic kids from high school to go see it. Like the kids who are like always reading like uh, Oedipus Rex and like uh, <laughs> like Homer's Odyssey and stuff like that. Those are the only Maybe. kids who are going to understand it. Maybe. I don't know understand it i'm not sure what's to understand like there's a trailer where the guy pulls back a bowstring and this arrow of light appears like it's just i don't know it, it looks like D and D come to life in a lot of ways <laughs> yeah but i mean like that guy with the bowstring he's like some real dude from some real story is what i mean like kids will get the oh okay i oh. didn't know that i thought like, it was just yeah, all either. made up I thought it was just a bunch of gay dudes running around. And, you know, <laughs> it's not a real dude. It's it's about like uh, like gods. It's about uh, well, he was like a real mythical character. I guess it's not I a could... real guy though. Yeah, not a real guy. My bad. He was like a real <laughs> fake guy. Yeah, but I think that movie like it's got a bunch of like those real fake guys from old stories and stuff. So I think that nerdy kids who are into mythology will go to get all the references and like feel good about getting all the references the way that like real dumb people go to like epic movie and like are real proud that they got all the references <laughs> that's true yeah or like anybody who went to go see the movie van helsing on a serious <laughs> note <laughs> like, like uh, yeah yeah like oh that guy with the uh casing around his brain that's the frankenstein <laughs> <laughs> that's so I don't, I don't think we reacted like that but we went in with the best intentions i'm sure i just remember what are you like, talking I, about are you talking about van helsing or stan helsing no, the uh, the Van Helsing movie with, uh, what's your name? Hugh Jackman um, and Kate oh, Beckinsale. Okay. I thought you meant the parody one, Stan Helsing. I thought you guys saw that in theaters, and that would be insane. <laughs> no, I watched it on Netflix, though, and I was, like, if you look at, the, like, the uh, the poster for it, like, it's a Stan Helsing dude sitting in a movie uh, theater with, like, Freddy and, yeah. and uh, Pinhead and Jason and all these guys, and then you watch the movie, and there's nothing like that. No, it sucks. <laughs> So bad. <laughs> I, I so got tricked the same way, man. I got tricked the same exact way. So the cover of this uh, movie, the poster for it, is kind of like scary movie, where it's just the uh, theater rows. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. But instead of there yeah. being like Charlie Sheen and stuff, and Simon Rex, there's Freddy and Jason and Chucky and stuff. So I thought there was gonna be a lot of Chucky's in it, but there wasn't. There was just uh, the fat dude from Good Burger, and I think yeah. Leslie Nielsen was there. It was a real letdown. Well, so was Van Helsing, but. Yeah, but Van Helsing did have like the best ending ever because uh, <laughs> Frankenstein ends up dying. Wait, isn't Van Helsing about Dracula? What are you guys talking about? Yeah, Dracula's in there, but there's also a Wolfman and there's also a Frankenstein and like a mummy or something. Really? Yeah, there's all it's, those guys. They're all in there. It, it's a ghoulie get together. Yeah, all the way. And at the end, yeah, I mean, spoiler. <laughs> I guess not a spoiler. It's just this weird shot of Van Helsing looking up at the sky and the clouds kind of form into this perfect vision of uh, some of his friends who died and I, I forget was it you or me who leaned over and was like boom 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 tell me what you're gonna do so it's just like a serious monster squad that's all it is yeah, yeah which is the oh, worst God. idea ever yeah. yeah it's pretty bad and the Frankenstein Anyhow. monster kind of looks like Frankenberry. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, and also much like the Monster Squad, Frankenstein ends up being a good guy, which is oh, weird. Yeah. I don't understand why that's part of uh, mm -hmm. the cultural awareness is that Frankenstein is inherently good. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. But he's not. <laughs> He'll throw a little kid in the lake. He doesn't give a fuck. Exactly. What is what is with the pussification of monster movies? I mean, there's the whole uh, uh, vampire thing now where their vampires are, are kind of good. Uh, and then there's this Frankenstein thing. What is the deal? I don't get it. Anyway, I agree with those guys. That's Pool Party Radio, Parker, Arizona, Jason Frisbee. Find them at poolpartyradio.com, also on iTunes. And oh. Oh, the student. I'm sorry, I didn't see the red light. Yes, the on-air light is on, but please, Bill, come on in. It was time for you anyway. Bill Haywatt. <laughs> Let me put this out. Yeah, no. I'm sm- sorry, I didn't mean to. No smoking in the studio, Bill. Yeah, I know, I know. Bill Haywatt, our announcer, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I, I, I lost track of the time. It is time for Boozing with Bill. Or as we like to call it around my house, is uh, the liquor cabinet of Dr. Haywatt. <laughs> you know, Bill, I drove by Studio P last week, yes. and I saw the signs had closed for uh, renovations. I see yes. they have installed a bar yes, they in the have. studio. Yes, I didn't realize this was for you. Come over here, son. Right. Let me show you how it's done. All right. <laughs> We're going to make a little drink this afternoon that I oh, learned. Wow. It's pretty nice, isn't it? This is fantastic. It's a great ever, stuff. This yes. is, you've got everything here. I, every absolutely. Kind of yes. alcohol, every condiment, every, alcoholic every condiment kind of right here. Glass and yes, mixing device. This is this is really outrageous. Now here's a little drink that I learned to make uh, when I was working as the booth announcer in Omaha at K O H M. Oh, okay. I was working late one night. There was a production assistant. Her name was Julietta Lee. <laughs> oh my goodness, she wanted to get into the voice business. And I was giving her some private tutelage. And somehow, I don't know how this worked out, but it ended up with her pantyhose was over the the microphone blocking, and we realized this would eliminate the P's and S's, your plosives and your syllables. So that's yes. how the windscreen was invented. Well, that's how this windscreen was invented. Ah. So we decided that we would break into Brent Osborne's office. <laughs> he was sales manager there, of course he was. and we would make a drink to commemorate. And we call this the Papa Stopper. The <laughs> the the popper, popper stopper. I yes, love it. The popper I stopper. love it. So, and it starts so out the, with yeah. uh, you know, here we have some Kahlua. Nice. You can't lose when you do when you lose. You're not use a loser good booze. With, you're not a loser with Kahlua. That's right. So we're going to start like with a say. shot of Kahlua. All right. It's going to go right here. You are, you in pour, this, wow! You pour you a generous shot. Well, that's Joe. a shot. That's, yeah. Now, excuse me. Let me Absolutely. go over here. Yeah, get into It's got to be chilled, so you want to make sure that you got to get a little bit of the put the ice in there. Nice. Okay. Ice. A little bit. Just a little bit. Not too much. And, of course, with Kahlua, what do you need, of course? You need cream. Cream, yes. Yeah. You got oh, the Kahlua nice. and cream. Equal parts uh, okay, here. Okay, so little, shot of that. Little, little shot of that. How much did the... Did did Succotash sink into this oh. bar? This is a this is a working way. They bar. would spare no expense when it comes to me. Now the, the next the next secret treat. All right. Now we're going to use uh, creme de cacao. We don't have that. We're going to have to use armagnac. Okay. I'd never okay. Heard of well, you're going to hear about it it's, soon. That's for wow, damn sure. This is amazing. Put a little another shot of armagnac. So okay. I got the half shot of Kahlua. All right. Shot of uh, uh, half and half. Pour that in there. A little bit of armagnac wow. in there. Yes. And uh, now, what's coming up next? Uh, now, I, I got to tell you, watching you what? mix a drink is much more interesting oh. than less hearing you talk yeah, about mixing a drink. The most important thing is, you got to get the Pepto Bismol, oh, and you get oh a little God, teaspoon. No, it's a no, two teaspoons of Pepto Bismol oh. for the mint, and it, if it's good to wow. you. It's good for wow. you. What is it with Get you? Get that in there. What is it you, with you and pink liqueur? Oh, I mean, listen, like baby. I want to like, tell you that right now. What the hell? Anyway, Get oh, that in there. God. Yes, sir. That stir that up a little bit. That, Come oh on. We've got to start Ooh. good because it's a, the, the, the uh, Pepto-Bismol tends to chunk. Good Lord. Shouldn't yes. I be drinking the Pepto-Bismol mm, before um, I put that in there? You're going to love it very soon. That, now, the best thing for it that doesn't is blend what, you need, well, that, what, what you need now. Huh? Oh yeah, you gotta really stir it up. Oh, yeah. It's kind of t- tends to want to be with itself a bit. Okay, now what you want to add here yeah. is organic whole nutmeg. Oh my god! I'm using my trendy sweet and lean grinder here. Holy you want to just you really get a little fuck? Yes, that's for sure. Just a little bit of nutmeg on the top. Oh. This is a, this is a nod to my friends who play bebop music and claim this gets them high. Really? Yeah, you put a little bit on there, right there. Wow. Okay, that now is real yes, nutmeg. Yes, that's for damn sure. Got it right Lord. there. Now we're gonna just that's stir fantastic. it up a little bit. And then we're going to strain it because you, you wanted ice, but yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't want the. Yeah, that's right. We're going to just go. Can you strain the Pepto Bismol? Uh, no, you want uh, you the want Pepto Bismol. The pep- there you go. Now, this is going to put some hair on your chest. Uh, yeah, you're going to love this. Come on, Mike. Here, really, Mikey, take really it. Take that's that's this. absolutely. Uh, <laughs> oh. That's right. Yes, uh, there it is. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> That's right. Oh. 
Mm. Yes, that's a damn fine beverage. It there. actually it is good. It's very good, isn't it? Huh? And you know, you know the popper stopper. The you know popper stopper. I gotta say, we're not, that's pretty good. <laughs> I would not think of putting. See, this is you, you put, it, it's a little minty flavor, and it stops you right up. That's why it's called the popper stopper. <laughs> yeah. See, so if you like a little like. Uh, Kind of running at the mouth, only mm -hmm. for the other direction. You want to get a little of this? Yeah, that's right. Yep. I don't want to go too much of this. Wow. Oh. Mm. Now, well, I'll make you another one. There, I'll share with you more if you want to call the you next. You know what? Clip. We've got more show to do. You got a lot more show to do. Um, it's Kahlua and it's Armagnac I and say, the, the I little nutmeg. I thought the pepper would huh? really be bad. But no, it's, no, no, it's no, 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 no. It's not bad no, at all. It's good. This, it's, look it's, for this it's, recipe on our website. It's a five at, uh, symptom relief there. Go to Suck Attack Show. Five symptom relief. Six now. It's an upset stomach reliever, anti-diarrheal, and it's a pretty color too. I feel like I'll never drink again. Kahlua and Pepto Bismol. So, uh, listeners, you can go to SuckatashShow.com. Mm. I will put Bill's latest uh, masterpiece That's right. up on the thing. It's the Popper Stopper. That's right. From uh, Bill Hayward. <laughs> Bill, thank you very Damn much. Good. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Uh, yeah, okay. good to see you. Good to be seen. Absolutely. Let's get back to the show. Again, we're going to help people out. Yeah. It's going to be Imagination oh my Theater God. here. Two skits in one show. Two skits in one show. Two skits, one show. Two skits. Right. So, um... I think that for this one, you're going to be Jermaine. Oh, sure. And I'll be Michael. And you have to convince me of your escape plan. Okay. Should I be convicted of child molestation? Okay, so we're in court. You're sitting at the defendant's table. I'm sitting behind you in the gallery. Okay. And I lean forward to you. Okay. Before the verdict is being read. I'm going to get ready. To let you know about this, this plan that I have hatched. And scene. <laughs> scene. Uh, okay, fine. Action scene. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Michael. Hey, Michael. Yes. Yes. Um, listen, we got to talk about something. I don't think we can right now. I think they're looking at me. <laughs> we don't. We don't have time. We don't. Um, we have to do this now. Okay. So you know, if they come in, yeah, and they they find you guilty of this. Oh, they won't. I, I know, I I'm know. I'm innocent. I know, I know. We both know you didn't do it. No, I didn't, I didn't touch those children. I just wanted them to be happy. I know. <laughs> I know. With with wine and stuff. But no, that's, that's cool. No, it's Jesus juice. Okay. It's I the know. same juice that we got in, in church. There's nothing wrong with it when you when you love it. Okay, yeah. I, I, Don't I agree. Be ignorant. I agree. Don't be ignorant. I'm not. I'm trying not to. Okay. Um, but just in case they do mm -hmm. find you guilty. They won't. Okay, but just in case they do find you guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a plan. Oh, yeah? To get you out of here. Jamal. Okay. <laughs> I've taken all the animals. Oh. From Neverland Ranch. Oh, no. I, I had to. No, you're not Noah. No, I, I'm sorry. I needed them. Need to get... They're, <laughs> they're currently burrowing a tunnel beneath the courthouse. Oh. As we speak. But the giraffes. Yeah, the giraffes, too. Oh, Bubbles. That Bubbles Bubbles wanted to get the fuck out of there more than anyone, so he was happy to help. Oh, how can you say that? Bubbles was very, was very, very happy with the children. B Bubbles was tossing shit out of all of the children. <laughs> he did that once. He, he, he does like to throw his feces, but that's that's just the way he is. Okay, well now he's digging a tunnel. Into Sometimes the I like to throw my feces. Okay, so when I, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna stamp my foot three times if they say guilty, mm -hmm. and the animals I'm gonna will, cry if they say guilty. The, I know we're, we're all gonna cry, mm -hmm. but they will break into the courthouse and fill the courthouse up, and in the confusion, will escape through the tunnel. Mm -hmm. I've got a jet ready. Okay. To take you out of the country to to Bahrain. Okay. Well, you'll stay with one of the sheiks. Okay. Well, this is what I need. I need all my gloves. I need blanket. I need ten naked boys, and I need I don't know. Uh, just bring me all my movies. Bring me bubbles. Bring me bubbles and the ten naked boys. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think bubbles might have died burrowing oh. in the town. <laughs> we'll see. I'll see. No. I'll get you a new monkey. No, I, I won't take a new monkey. Just bring me his dead corpse. Just bring me his corpse and bring me some Jesus juice. I'll see what I can do. Bring me some Jesus juice and the ten naked boys and bubbles of dead corpse and all my giraffes. And all the left-hand gloves. I, I, I need know, all my I, giraffes. I okay. Uh, but just be ready, okay? I just don't want to. be wanna, ready. I just... The jury's coming in. Hold on. The jury's oh, coming Okay. Hello, jury. And scene. All right. So, so that was uh, the uh, fuck cast. 
and uh, that is spelled F-U-H-C-A-S-T. The F-U-H stands for File Under Horrible. Uh, that is Bill and Jim. That's all the information I have about those guys. Uh, that uh, skit was based on a news story that had come out about Jermaine Jackson, had, how he'd been planning to help his brother Michael escape the U.S. if Michael was going to be found guilty of child molestation back in 2005. Funny? You decide. Uh, what I will say, and Joe will back me on this, was audio pretty bad. Uh, so funny is what funny is. But uh, guys, not just the fuckcast guys, but a lot of these podcasts that we get clips from, the audio quality is really, really poor. So if you want listeners to keep coming back, you've got to make sure the audio is as good as you can get it. I know I'm in a position of saying that that's uh, a little bit high since I'm here from uh, Studio P where audio is tantamount to greatness. But uh, uh, try and do the best you can. But that uh, submission came to us via the tweet sack. <laughs> tweet sacks are excuse for a mailbag uh, since nobody really tends to send us email. Although that piece from the, the fuckcast guys actually came via email. But uh, if you want to uh, drop us a line and don't really have time to write anything, you can send us a tweet uh, via Twitter. Just put retweet or send a direct mail if you start following us. Uh, we will follow back. We always do. We're at Succotash Show on Twitter. Uh, but rather than having much in the tweet sack this week, we actually have a couple of things on the Succotash hotline. The hotline seems to be cooking. So uh, let's uh, check in with the hotline. The first thing we got is a message from uh, Pray to God over at the Anti-Semantics Show. And he just had a couple of nice things to say to us. Mark, what's going on? It's your boy Prado God. I'm calling from the NYC. Just wanted to show you guys some love. We love uh, Succotash Show. We've been passing the Succotash since episode 10. Uh, trying to catch up on the back episodes now. We love that there's a comedy podcast podcast. Uh, you're doing great things. Supporting these uh, independent podcasters. Super funny show. And we keep passing that Succotash. So that's Pray to God. Thank you, uh, Prado, and uh, the rest of your contingent over there at the Anti-Semantics Show. They're worth a listen. Go check them out. Also, our friend Ed Wallach. Uh, Ed is a uh, local comic here in the Northern California area. He's inspired several lines of Henderson's Pants. Thank you, Ed. And he called in and had some uh, some material that had uh, a bit of a timely uh, note, I think mostly for sports fans. But uh, I wanted to let you hear Ed for yourself. Hey, Succotash, Ed Wallach here. Uh, nice to hear you, Mark, Bill, and uh, good good to have Engineer Joe back again. Uh, not that I didn't appreciate the way you fade the edit, Mark, but uh, you guys know how much I love commercials with my Henderson Pants uh, creations, but uh, I, I just get obsessed with commercials, you know, and uh, there's this one that's really bugging me. I mean, considering the number of people in surveys who say they enjoy digital stimulation during sex, those Galbani commercials where they're always kissing their fingers really freaks me out. And uh, speaking of sticking fingers and things, how about that Penn State game the week after the scandal broke, huh? We learned one thing from the Huskers versus Penn State game. Instead of diet high in corn, better prepares one for victory than, a, than raping young boys. The reporters at the game said if Penn State had won, the seniors were going to take the game ball to Paterno's house. My wish, they'd rape him with it. Then he'd know how it feels to play for the NCAA. I was surprised... Uh, when I saw the free tickets for kids right by coaches section of the stadium was half empty, I usually pack them in there. It's kind of funny because as a former collegiate wrestler, I could have almost understood if it had been a wrestling coach that had gotten all rapey. I mean, his entire job is about teaching you how to pin a young guy down. Thanks a lot, Second Pass. You guys have a great week. Hello, friends. Bill Haywatt here for Henderson's. Do you have a buddy, best mate, or significant other that you're so close to that others say that it's like you're joined at the hip? Well, now that doesn't have to be just a metaphor. Thanks to Henderson's Siamese Slacks, wherever you go, your chum is likely to come along, too. Henderson Siamese Slacks are two fully functional pairs of pants conjoined at the side seam, allowing each wearer complete range of motion. The secret is in the connecting seam, which is constructed of durable resilienite, which will keep both wearers connected no matter how independent they're thinking. 
So now the two of you can stay together for dining, recreation, entertainment, even going to the bathroom. And with Henderson's patented mix and match custom tailoring options, each conjoined pair of Siamese slacks can be made up of completely different styles. So you can wear jeans while your partner sports corduroy. Or perhaps you're the button-down sort of fellow who lives in seersucker, while your buddy is all-day casual in his Bermuda shorts. The choices are endless, and they're entirely up to you. And you. Originally designed for Chang and Eng Bunker, marriage counseling, and people with deep-set split personality issues, Henderson Siamese slacks are available wherever two-for-one sales are happening. That's Henderson's, makers of fine trousers and pantaloons since 1836. And now, back to Suckatash. You know, we've been asked not to play clips of the Doug Loves Movies podcast by the host Doug Benson, which is fine, just fine. But there are tons of other movie-based podcasts out there, and we've featured a few, Fat and A, Cinematic Method, How Did This Get Made, just to name a couple. Uh, here's an in-your-face titled podcast, We Hate Movies, Telling It Like It Is, with hosts Andrew Jupin, Stephen Sedjak, Eric Zizeka, and Chris Cabin. <laughs> There's a mouthful. Here's another better idea for Star Wars, mm. the TV series, than this fucking Ewok pilot, okay? The fucking day in and day out activities of people in fucking Cloud City. Yeah, man. There you go. Dude, yeah. I would take Law and Order Cloud City <laughs> over this fucking caravan of dog shit any day of the oh, week. Of no, what I want, actually, is fucking. I want to. Maybe if George Lucas, I know you're listening, is <laughs> fucking right. I know we're awaiting the cease and desist order, George, <laughs> but, but listen to this first. Write a pilot, like a wire-esque pilot of Cloud City with fucking Billy D. Williams as the lead now, like an aged yep. kind of a lot of yep. fucking that throne hangs heavy kind of a guy. Oh, yeah. Do it, Dude. man. Cloud Holy City shit. Game of Thrones. Can you imagine? <laughs> fucking bald guy walking around fucking just murdering people in back alleys just oh, for yeah. Billy D. Williams' get the guy, bidding. Get the guy from Breaking Bad who plays Mike, to, yeah, like oh, the cleaner oh, yeah. to play Lobot or whatever that character's <laughs> name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh Cloud God. City. Hit with a fucking little thing. Yeah, on the they got his head going like. Ugh. Oh, God. All right, now here's my question, and it's only because we're talking Billy D, and I'd much rather talk about Billy D. Williams, Mister D. Williams. Yeah, than fucking Ewoks. But at the end of the uh, the original Star Wars arc, so when when we have fucking uh, Jedi coming to an end. Mm -hmm. Is is Lando Calrissian just going back to Cloud City? What is his deal? I'm sure there's a, well nine approximately nine novels written about exactly right. That, I could no buy like a nine part box set of paperbacks <laughs> that would explain. Right. I've read some novels in my time of Star Wars, <laughs> but as a youngster, sure. As a, as a as a Padawan, no. That's, oh, oh, okay. I'm kidding. I hate that shit. Anyway, um, I don't know the answer to that, but I'd imagine so because. The rebellion wins the war, so wouldn't Bespin, Cloud City's planet, now fall like under the alliance? The new alliance. Yeah. That they so forge like, at who the else would be better to control it than who did before? Yeah, I mean, unless I, they're giving him more, he's got to come out of this with at least one planet. Well, he's a general at the end of those fucking movies. Yeah. Like he's. He, I mean, like, yeah, I think he's like General Calrissian or some crazy yeah, I shit. Think he like, might he's, be. he got. I mean, like, people moved up fast in the Re Rebel Army because you had to be. So people getting fucking well, all the all the 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 regs and whatever are just getting fucking blown to smithereens. Yeah, so somebody's got. I think Han Solo's like a colonel or some crazy. I think he's yeah, yeah. they're both generals. Him and uh, uh, what's Skywalker is commander. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like he's like, yeah, I, I saved Leia, so it's just like Commander Skywalker. That's it. <laughs> So, so he's possibly then like the the fucking like emperor of the entire planet or something. Oh, yeah, the Cloud City planet for sure. Yeah, that's you know what good for him. How you doing, Chewbacca? You still hanging around with this loser? But that's what I want. I want fucking a fucking power hungry Lando Calrissian okay. just fucking settling in. I believe uh, those guys set the record for the uh, the most times you can irrelevantly use the word fuck, fucking, or fucker. <laughs> Uh, this next segment, I'm going to put three different things together, all coming to, to us from Adam Spiegelman uh, out of uh, Los Angeles. It's his Proudly Resents podcast. It's his Dream Tweet podcast and a clip from his brother comic Mike Spiegelman and uh, his blog Luggage Tuesdays. 
I'll tell you all about where you can find all three of these at the end of this run. Do we need well, to talk about the movie? Well, Jack and Jill, of course, is Adam Sandler and Adam Sandler mm-hmm. as Adam Sandler and as, as Jack, Jack and, and Jill. Jill so do you want sister. me to tell you what I like about yeah, it? Yeah, I'd love to know what you like. Yeah. Okay. I like a few things about it. I like that it's a comedy that we can all go to. I like that the, there's no <laughs> swear words in there's it. There's no we swear words, but there's no towns in it. Yeah. Yes. Theory. I like that it was like a feel-good, funny movie. I laughed out loud. I thought Al Pacino was hilarious. I thought that Adam Sandler was really good playing a woman. Like, he did all the little things that women do. Like, when that guy walked in and he like covered up his cleavage, like, he had little idiosyncrasies that were talented. Sorry, he was good. So you bought him as a woman. <laughs> well, obviously I didn't. You knew it was him. The whole time you knew it was him. Yeah, but I liked it. I think maybe because it reminded me a lot of my mom (laughs) and her brother. Oh, dear. Like, like, I think there's a family dynamic there that I've seen happen. Totally. But she takes care of it. (laughs) (laughs) Your uncle has boots. What do you mean? Are they twins? They're almost, they're the Irish twins, you know, they're like super close to each other. Eight months apart. (laughs) Basically Catholic, you know. (laughs) So uh, how many kids in that family or there's just the two of them? There's four. Yeah. all. But I've just always seen them over Christmas and I literally call my mom. I've never seen a movie with my mom and I said, we have to go see this. I just think it's funny. Did you go see it with her? Did, Did she disown you? I don't just <laughs> she's cut the checks. <laughs> she changed the will. I haven't seen her yet. It's in. It's in. Uh, she's hiding. It's at Christmas. Well, she doesn't live here, but we will all be going. Oh, really? As a family, <laughs> you're gonna subject your whole family. to I this. called my uncle. I called my aunt, and I called my mother, and I said, "We, as a family, are going to see this movie." She wants no stake in any will, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have just canceled you from. Tell uh, me what your problems are. <laughs> well, I, well, didn't we have more problems before we saw the movie? Like, like everyone else. You well, I think more interesting. What was the outcome you put on your Facebook page that night that you saw Jack and Jill and you enjoyed it? I said I'm willing to take the heat for this. I enjoy Jack and Jill, and immediately people were upset with me. And um, they weren't able to see it yet because no the movie hadn't come out yet. So, and then the Rotten Tomatoes came out, and it had a. 2% rating, and my friend posted on my wall, you are the 2%, because this one guy had a comment, like, and he didn't even say he really liked it, he was just like, there's some gems in it, like, it's funny. So I went on there, and there are 54 comments for this guy, like, literally, they were like, fuck you, you suck, you, you, you shithead, you took away the 0%, like, some geeky movie thing, maybe you guys know oh, because about. It was zero, it was, I think, it was the first zero. movie ever yeah, to get to zero, get zero. Right. which is shocking, because you think a lot of movies It's gone zero. up since then, I'll have you know. Yeah, no thanks to you people. <laughs> her crusade. Yeah. The Rosa um, Parks so of bad I movies. I defended him. <laughs> We shall overcome talent and structure. I defended him, and the first comment I got was, you are worse than Hitler, die. And what was your response? Well, um, I said, how educated of you. You sound like a real fun person. But they took it out, right? They took it down? It was reported, because I was all heated up to go after him. And then somebody was like... So you were You were more angry than anything else. Super angry. But by the way, this is what irritates me. About 90% of the people are like, I don't even have to see it. I know it sucks. I think they've done a poor job um, advertising. You think? Because <laughs> you're supposed to advertise. And here, tell me if I'm wrong. You're supposed to advertise that something makes it sound better than it is. Right. You're supposed right. to sell like something. The good and parts they made the it worse. They made it look the worse. They made it, it worse. The poster, yeah. I mean. I have to tell you, I went in. Well, first of all, two things. The poster, for weeks, I was tweeting about how it was Blossom. Because I think he looks like Blossom. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> was it Maya Bilani? I was like, I literally walked past it the first time. I go, good for her. She's back in action with She's Adam Sandler. <laughs> And then secondly, I completely, I walked into the movie and I told the guy, the premiere, my friend Barry, I said, you know, this is going to be total shit. Like, it's going to be so bad. And he was like, yeah, I know, but we're here. All right. Let's play Dream Tweet. Everybody's tweeting, faving and deleting. Follow Friday, someone you know. And play Dream Tweet. The game show to go. It's the game show to go. Oh, yeah, let's play Dream Tweet. <laughs> hey, everybody, thanks for coming down. I'm Jonathan Corbett, and my game show voice says it's time to play Dream Tweet, the game show to go. Today, Christian Finnegan faces Damien Fahey for a shot at $5. <laughs> Today, not everything's a joke, guys. Today's game is brought to you by UFC. The UFC, not even close to being gay. But I love how everyone's mind immediately goes there when I bring it up. Maybe you're gay. UFC, let's get it on.
Here's how the game works. I'll read tweets from a famous person and you try to guess who it is. If no one guesses correctly by the third tweet, we'll go to a dream tweet made up by me. And stay classy if I get a little sassy because I'm just being a bitch. That's my catchphrase. <laughs> Damien, Fahey, Christian yeah. Finnegan, this game couldn't be more Irish if they were fighting over a beer. <laughs> <laughs> And it's no secret these two warriors flat out don't like each other. Let's get it on. That's not true at all. It's only true of me. Yeah. Guys. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Wait, what? (laughs) I'm glad it's got awkward because we're about to start dream tweeting. All right. I'm going to go with the first celebrity now. Damien, you play with the squeaky cat. Christian with the squeaky hamburger. Let's do it. First celebrity, first tweet. So many compliments on today's dress. It's by Griffon. And thanks a lot. I love it, too. (laughs) Christian. Uh, Kim Kardashian. No. Am I supposed to? You're looking at me. Should I go now? You don't have to. Okay, the next next tweet. So so, uh, am I out now for this whole thing now? No, I I like you. Uh, Thanks for trying. (laughs) (laughs) Same celebrity, second tweet. I had a dream that Josh Groban and I were in an exploding cloud together. Oh, no, wait. I was awake and that really happened. Person Josh Groban. Josh Groban in a dress. A dress? A today's dress. Is it someone he might have done a, like a duet with? Some sort of NPR? Like It's a, not. Oh, listen to these two warriors. Steel sharpening steel. <laughs> uh, Gwyneth Paltrow? No. Bad guest, though. Pedigan? Charlotte Church? No. <laughs> I think we're moving on to the third tweet. Yeah. The only thing I'm more excited about than Mark Consuelos hosting with me tomorrow is the Real Housewives of Orange County finale tonight. Mm. Key to this one, Mark Kelly Consuelos. Ripa. Damien Fahey! Winning tweet! Unbelievable. It is up one to nothing. All right, and here's our dream tweet for Kelly Ripa. I'd be a MILF 10 if I could only stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly Ripa. Hi, this is Mike Spiegelman of LuggageTuesdays.com with some fun facts about brunch. Brunch was discovered in 1868 by Dr. Brunchenstein. Celebrities born during brunch include character actor David Morse and Albert Einstein. To turn any breakfast into brunch, simply cook your meal and wait outside your apartment for an hour before seating. Serve your meal cold and with an attitude. Once upon the 19th century in New York State, a gentleman ordered a side of fried taters that came out too thick for his liking. He personally complained to the Indian cook about his meal and demanded thinner sliced fried potatoes, which was considered blasphemy at the time. The cook sliced the skinniest chips from the potato, fried them in lard, and heavily salted them. The gentleman took one bite and was so impressed, he personally took the cook out for brunch. That gentleman was none other than Dr. Frito-Lays. The Indian cook was never heard from again. If you have any information on his whereabouts, please contact his family at 1-866-MISS-COOK. For more fun facts about brunch, check out LuggageTuesdays.com. All right, so let me tell you where you can find all those sort of things you just heard. The first one was uh, called Proudly Resents. It's the cult movie podcast with Adam Spiegelman. And it's at ProudlyResents.com, Stitcher, Smart Radio, and iTunes. Then Adam Spiegelman, the host of that show, is the producer of Dream Tweet that's hosted by Jonathan Corbett. And that is a game show that uh, is, uh, I think, loosely based on Kevin Pollock's chat show game, uh, Who Tweeted? Except here you don't know who it is that's tweeting. It's a total guessing game. Uh, Seems incredibly difficult. And then Luggage Tuesdays is actually a blog that Adam Spiegelman's brother, Mike, writes and is trying to turn into a podcast. I think we have serviced the Spiegelman family as best we can. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, For our last piece, of course, let's listen to our favorite political comic, Will Durst, and the Burst O'Durst. Hey, guys. Will Durst here with a few words about the continuing saga that is the Herman Cain soap opera. We're entering daytime Emmy Award territory here with a plot changing faster than a chameleon on a plaid tablecloth. The situation remains fluid, or better yet, glutinous. 
From what we've seen, it sounds like a classic case of he said, she said, she said, she said, she said, she said, she said. Did I say cheesehead? Go pack, go. Kane claims that he's never engaged in any inappropriate behavior, ever. Hell, this presidency thing doesn't work out. He could run for pope. His staff even went so far as to say the sexual harassment allegations have helped the campaign. Helped? Wow. All he needs is a kidnapping charge. He could wrap this nomination thing up right now. Of course, some folks suspect the bravado is just campaign manager Mark Block blowing more smoke. Herman has changed the story almost as often as Mitt Romney changes positions. Almost, not not quite. First, he couldn't remember, then admitted a charge may have been investigated, but there was no settlement. Then there maybe was an agreement, but now he just wants to talk about football and refuses to accept any responsibility for keeping this sideshow alive, blaming Rick Perry, the Democratic machine, the media, and the evil dominion that is Pizza Hut. He might want to remember his advice to the occupiers. Don't blame Wall Street, blame yourself. (laughs) One problem is the former CEO of Godfather's Pizza has demonstrated all the sensitivity of a drunken bear. In a recent Detroit debate, he called House Minority Leader Pelosi Princess Nancy, which for a guy embroiled in sexual harassment charges is like trying to light a cigar by setting fire to a pool of gasoline. Who's in charge of his public relations? Lindsay Lohan, Anthony Weiner, Charlie Sheen? In three short years, we've gone from hope and change to grope and change. Ain't life odd. For Succotash, the podcast of comedy podcasts, I'm Will Durst. Thank you, Will. Find Will Durst at willdurst.com. Also tweeting as at Will Durst. I've been Mark Hershon. This is, uh, of course, Succotash, and uh, Bill Haywatt will tell you where to find us all around the webs and elsewhere. Until next time, please remember to pass the Succotash. Honored guests, you've been listening to Succotash, the comedy podcast podcast with your host, Mark Hershon. Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com or as Suckatash Show on iTunes and even at Suckatash Show on your smartphone Stitcher app. Follow Suckatash on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Friend Suckatash on Facebook. Email us at marc at SuckatashShow.com or you can just pick up that phone. Give Suckatash a ring at 1-818-921-7212. Toll charges may apply. Suckatash is produced and engineered by the well-meaning Joe Paulino at Studio P Sausalito, home of the hit. Our musical director is Scott Heavy Metal Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny What? Dirges. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to stay tuned for the real reason that Julieta Lee's pantyhose got stuck on my microphone. <laughs> Pass the succotash, indeed. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>